right, what's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. I'm Ron, and today we got a couple things to get into, man. We got that that fucking crazy news with uh, Damian Williams opting out. Now you got CEH in that spot. I'll go over uh, how that affects his season-long uh, redraft outlook. And I got my fool's gold running back. So guys that people are drafting as their RB2s that feel like extremely safe options, but they're going to end up just fucking up your team in the end, man. These are guys who aren't even good at the position, and you're drafting them purely on volume. But I'll get into that in a little bit. Let's go. All right, now, first up, we got some crazy shit going on in Kansas City. We have CEH coming in for Damian Williams, who just opted out. CEH has no competition for that, that workload in that backfield. And to me, I have him as my RB5. And it's because I, I see him literally slotting into the Kareem Hunt role. He has the same skill set. Patrick Mahomes is going gonna, is gonna to find ways to get in the ball. And I heard a stat today from uh, Nick Ercolano, Nick Ercolano that running backs in the Kansas City offense average 1.74 rushing touch er, touchdowns per game with Patrick Mahomes on their center. So whoever's going to get the, the majority of the opportunity is going to be insanely good in fantasy this year, man. Now CEH is my RB5, and you can see where he sits uh, in that first round in my rankings. I have the, the quarterback tiers, running back, wide receivers, tight ends. Uh, all in a spreadsheet. You can download it to Google, Google Drive. You can download it to Excel. It's all there on ronstewartdraftguide.com. You can get it down below. And he's he's RB5, and he's somewhere he's somewhere in that first round range. I have him on 25% of best ball teams, man. So this is some great fucking news for that boy, CEH. All right, now the first fool's gold running back that I have for you guys is David Montgomery. Man, I hate this boy. David Montgomery is so sorry and i usually i usually build the case up starting at the the college level and then breaking it up and going step by step but we're gonna go we're gonna go top down with david montgomery we're gonna start we're gonna start with the 2019 season and we'll work our way back so in 2019 montgomery was getting drafted as the rb22 at the 410 spot in redraft leagues so this is 0.5 ppr leagues and he finishes the rb25 now you go and look at those numbers you're like well I, I got what I drafted, you know, he, he I got him as the RB22, he finishes an RB25, that's like, that, that's like decent RB2 production, right, and that sounds like fine return, and it sounds like, oh, my, my pick didn't bust, wh whatever, well, actually, he was kind of shitting the bed every week, this guy only, uh, he, he only gave you startable weeks 31.3% of the time, and he was, a, he had the 36 best start percentage uh, among running backs on ESPN, so these are the amount of times this is the percentage of times that he finishes an RB25 or better in a given week. So he's compiling all these numbers uh, after the season's done because he plays all these games. But in terms of week by week, he's not giving you anything that you can put into your lineup and, and feel good about. When he's sitting there, if you're getting a guy that you can only start on 31.3% of, of weeks, how is he a safe and reliable RB2? This isn't a player you want to start every week. And there isn't much room for him to grow as we go into 2020. There's Tariq Cohen there. So David Montgomery's he's not getting any fucking more targets. So there's there's such a little room for improvement because he has Tariq Cohen taking away targets. And he had the 13th most carries in the NFL last year. So where are they going to somehow miraculously give him more than the 13th most carries? They, he already had 242 carries. There's no way that they can give him more, especially when you factor in the game script. They're behind in a lot of these games. It's hard to stick the ball in the belly of your running back when fucking Mitch Trubisky is throwing interceptions and he just and he's sucking it up on the field. So now, David Montgomery can't he, he can't get the carries he needs and he can't get the targets and benefit from the negative game scripts 
that a Tariq Cohen is getting out of the backfield. Let's let's say in a magical world where they have they have a good quarterback or not a good quarterback. They just don't have negative game scripts. If he gets 20, 30, 40 more carries, how how much is that truly helping his week to week sustainability? Because let's say 40, 40 carries over a sixteen game season is. That's like that's like two or three more carries a game. How much is that going to move the needle the needle on that thirty one point three percent start rate? He's giving you that, and you could be like, oh, well, he's not getting the targets because Tariq Cohen. Now, now let's 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 just even. Uh, we've already made the case. There's there's not much for him to grow. It's hard to see him getting more targets or more carries because of game scripts and Tariq Cohen. Now, let's go down. Let's just say you know what? Maybe maybe he's an exceptional player, and he can he can break out of that fucking mold. He can he can somehow beat all these circumstances because he's just a. If you put Saquon Bar Barkley in Chicago. He's gonna ball out. Now, here's the thing. You look at the at the metrics, and objectively, he is shit. He he literally he's objectively a bad running back. He was outside the top 50 in true yards per carry, yards per touch. He was outside the top 40 in yards created per touch. So, from an efficiency standpoint, he was doing nothing on the field. He's averaging you 3.5 yards per carry. There's nothing you can cling on to and be like, hey, David Montgomery. You know what? He's in a bad situation. Mitch Trubisky, whatever, whatever. But he's a good player. He's not. When you look at the stats, he's he's not producing he's not producing effectively on a per touch base. And when you look at the evaded, evaded tackles and juke rate, people love to point at that and say, "Oh, but he was top 15 in there." Well, what we well, have to ask yourself, what is that fucking accomplishing? If he's averaging 3.5 yards per carry, but he has a high juke rate, what is the point of breaking tackles in the jukes? Everybody in the film community loves David Montgomery because he's he's juking, he's he's making it look pretty on on film. But what is that really accomplishing when you when you juke out? When you juke out somebody before the line of scrimmage and you and you get three yards on the play, what is that really doing? Or what is that giving us in value as fantasy gamers? But here's here's this thing, guys. I'm telling you, David Montgomery is terrible. When you even going back to his college days, now he he was breaking tackles at, at Iowa State too, and that's why people liked him, and that's why he got drafted in the third round. But look at his player profiler. He he was slow and athletic. He was under the 55th percentile across all workout metrics, and he didn't dominate in college. And he had a 4.7 yards per carry in college which is among the 18th percentile. I, I, I guarantee you he was doing the same shit. He was doing the same, like, juke and spin out two, one or two guys, and then he falls on his face for, for three to five yards. What is the point of all that if you're not making yards? And the problem is that he, is, he lacks burst and he lacks long speed. So he, let's say he's elusive before five yards. What else is he giving you if he can't, if he can't beat the second level and get to the first down mark or get past that? He has no burst. He has no speed. The guy, he lacks, he lacks speed and he lacks talent. He's a bum, and, and I'm telling you, there's no room for him to grow. He has a bad QB, his receiving is capped by Cohen, he has bad game scripts, lack of scoring opportunities. I don't see the upside in this guy, and uh, sure, you're getting him at the RB25 this year, but he's probably going to finish, what, in the RB, RB24 to RB29 range? And I already broke down for you why that doesn't help you. Because those are the season end numbers. You want to look at a points per game, from a points per game standpoint, and David Montgomery was the RB29 in points per game last year. So now you're getting a guy who is outside the top 24 running backs in a points per game setting. And that's not something you can just you can just plug into your lineup every week. You have to remember when we're in these seasonal leagues, we, we're depending on these guys every single week. We're not just we're not just uh, fast forwarding to the end of the season and saying, oh, well, you got this running back. No, when you when you have to start David Montgomery every week, he's hurting your lineup. And I don't see the appeal at RB25. And he's somebody that I don't have on any single one of my teams. And if you have him on your teams after watching this video, I don't want you here, man. Th this is a guy that he is, he is the, the sure mark of whoever has this guy on his team has no clue what the fuck he's doing, man. So I'm telling you, he's a, he's a compiler. 
He's startable only 30% of the time. Do not draft this boy, David Montgomery. All right, next we have Raheem Mostert, who is another guy who's a fool's gold running back. He He's the, the quintessential trap at RB26 in the sixth round. This is somebody people are going to cling on to and say, oh, but the 49ers are, are this, the defense is good, there's rushing opportunities, whatever, whatever. They're going to talk themselves into, into this little fucking story that Raheem Mostert is going to be the guy in this offense. And before I even break any of that shit down, you have to look at where you're drafting guys like Mostert and Montgomery. Let's take a step back here. Let's zoom out. Picture this. Would you rather have Raheem Mostert or David Montgomery? Or would you rather get Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, Corlin Sutton, Keenan Allen? These are all wide receivers going in that range. And when you take a guy like David Montgomery or Raheem Mostert, it never feels good, man. What, what I'm doing in those spots, I usually have a running back or two by the sixth round, so I don't have to pick between guys like David Montgomery and Raheem Mostert. And if I'm picking in this range, I, I've made videos on this in the past. I'm going for DeAndre Swift. I'm shooting for upside. These are both guys that don't feel like they have in their range of outcomes, a top 15 points per game finish. I, I don't have them anywhere. No no best ball, no fucking redraft, a dynasty. I don't own Raheem Mostert or David Montgomery anywhere. I don't want to hear about this Raheem Mostert hype. Last year was an outlier year. This is an obvious trap. Raheem Mostert, we're going to look back on and be like, okay, we were we were wilding with this take. There's no there's no way that Raheem Mostert is for real. I'm telling you guys, he, he before last season, he had 297 rushing yards total in his career. And he's 28. He's not, he's objective, like again, again, he's objectively not a good running back. And for that reason, I don't want him on my fantasy team. He's undersized at 5'11, 186 pounds with a zero, a zero if percentile BMI and was undrafted out of Purdue. He literally doesn't, he doesn't have the profile of a lead back and he's old at this point. So it just tells you that what happened last year was one of those one off things that happened in the NFL. Like, uh, Peyton Hillis. There, there's there's plenty of examples where some random shit happens in the NFL, and it's because that's what football is. It happens when when there's injuries. Tevin Coleman's hurt. Jerry McKinnon's hurt. Somebody will step up and be the next man up. But I'm telling you, there's no way that in 2020, Raheem Moster somehow goes from next man up to the man in the offense. When you want to look at it, he ran a 4-4-2, and I'm shying away from that. That was only in the 50, 53rd percentile for adjusted speed score because of how small he is, because of the 0th percentile BMI. He profiles as a as an average size change of pace type back. He's he's a guy like like a like a Mike Davis type or, or somebody somebody who's just literally just a jag. He there's no way that he is actually a like objectively good running back that does, that a coach will would ever look at and be like yes he needs 250 touches. I'm telling you, there's no way that's going on in the coach's office over in San Francisco. He's to compete with Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, Jeff Wilson, and Jamichael Hasty. And now you might even look at Jermichael Hasty and Jeff Wilson and be like, well, why'd this man even say that? Like, that's like now you're just listing the running back. Well, there's no way that they're better. But look, it would not shock me if by the year's end, any of those four guys are leading this this backfield in uh, points per game because that's what that's what happened last year in San Francisco. If if I told you about Raheem Mostert last year, uh, uh, when I was talking about Tevin Coleman, you, you wouldn't have even took it seriously. This this backfield is just going to be next man up. So drafting drafting Raheem Moser in this premium position at RB26 in the sixth round with those receivers around, it's not a good move because it, it's so expensive and there's no reason to pay up for him when you can get the the discount on guys like Tevin Coleman and uh, Jarek McKinnon. And like I said, the only reason that Moser performed last year was because of Tevin Coleman, a uh, high ankle sprain, and Jarek McKinnon had a season-ending end injury. The bottom line is, is that Raheem Moser only had six weeks as an RB2 or better and only earned 22 targets last season. And on top of uh, on top of this touch squeeze in the backfield and the price you're paying for it, now you have to look at the 49ers from a run standpoint. And Kyle Shanahan, the genius that he is, 
I don't think that he's that he's in the coach's room scheming up these like yes we need to run the ball the second most times in the league because they ran it at the second highest rate in the league in terms of run to pass ratio yet were the only they were only the twelfth most efficient run uh run unit in the league. Now, when you look at the Ravens, they were first in run-to-pass run ratio, but they were also first in run effici efficiency in the league. So the Ravens, they're running the ball by choice, whereas it feels like the, the Niners were only running because they were up so much in games, and they, they could just sit back on their lead and, and just put the ball in the stomach of Rakeem Most or Jeff Wilson, all these nonsense running backs, because they had the blocking for it and because they had uh, the lead for it. But in terms of efficiency, the, the, volume, the numbers don't line up where the 49ers are this insanely good running team. And that's what they want to do. Expect Raheem Mostert to be the next Thomas Rawls, man. I'm, I'm not touching him in fantasy. And I just wanted to give my, my two cents on uh, him as a fool's gold running back. All right, man. If you made it this far, I appreciate the fuck out of you, man. Uh, go down below, subscribe, leave a like, comment. Uh, follow my Twitter, at Ron Stewart underscore. If you like this video, let me know. If you disagree with Raheem Mostert or David Montgomery takes, go down below, let me know. Maybe one of you guys will change my opinion, but I, I highly doubt it. Um, draft guides down below, ronstewartdraftguide.com. There's tiers there. You just download it into a Google Drive, Google Sheets, uh, fucking Excel Sheets. You get that shit for $10. Uh, win your league. Best draft guide in the game. All right, man. Made it this far. I appreciate it. As always, I'll see you in the next one.